Welcome to Rome. How many buttons? Two. And what style? Tactical. Body armor, zero penetration. Mr. Wick, do enjoy your party. You have no idea what's coming. Rough night. Rough night. John Wick, Chapter 2. Rated R. In theaters February 10th. Somebody, please get this man a gun. John Wick, Chapter 2, starts right now. Welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. A bit of a scheduling conflict. We were supposed to do Clueless today, but uh, the guests we wanted to uh, have on the show, we couldn't get, so we're pushing that back to next week. So we're going to do uh, an episode that we're going to do later down the road, but we decided to do it today. And to make this episode even better, guess who's back, everybody? Lucas is back. Woo! I'm back. Yeah, Rawr, Lucas is yeah, back. Yeah. I know it's baked potatoes. <laughs> it's an inside joke, everybody. We'll explain it to you sometime. But um, yeah, we're doing John Wick too. Uh, Lucas, how excited are you for this? Because you seem to, whenever I suggest like or ask you, hey, what do you want to do? This movie always seems to come up. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to be back. Um, I'm, I'm glad obviously. you're back, Adam. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome filling in. I did miss Lucas. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Appreciate you. You did. Um, Wonderful job you know, filling in. You know, uh, being off for a couple weeks, you know, uh, my son came into this world, which I got to watch, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, very much, you know, much more respect for women. You know, I respected women before, but that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Um, but uh, back to this movie. Yes, I'm very excited about this. I love this movie. Um, when we were talking about this, we were, you know, we were deciding between the original John Wick and this, and, uh, you're right. This movie is better than the original, in my opinion. I think so too. It really, I think it just expands on the John Wick universe. Like, uh, we were discussing right before we went to, uh, record that John Wick, the original one, great movie, but it's kind of like a... It's just a singular man on a mission movie. Like his wife has cancer. She dies. She leaves him a dog. Dog gets killed and his prized car gets stolen. Being a former assassin, he decides, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take revenge and kill everybody that killed my dog and stole my car. And Which we, we all agree he should have killed that motherfucker for killing that dog. What a oh, he did. Bastard. Yeah. The minute you see him on screen, like I'm like, I hope John Wick kills him. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, for those of you that haven't seen John Wick or John Wick Chapter 2, which we're doing today, uh, retired assassin John Wick's plan to enjoy a quiet life is cut short when he has to repay a debt. Pretty simple plot, I'd say. Yeah, that that's a really oversimplified when I was watching it. I've, you know, this... It's not like a super complex story, but it's not one of those straightforward, dumb, mindless action movies mm. either. Yeah, like watching it today. Well, actually, I watched it over a couple of days because being at an advanced age, it seems like I have to watch movies in two parts now because I fall asleep. <laughs> um, Jesus, Papal. Yeah. But uh, it, I just noticed like it seems to have taken a bunch of different elements from different genres and like they've combined them into this like series of movies. Like they have like the, the gunplay from like the Hong Kong action movies of the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, you always seem to get like a, a, a wise crack. So that kind of gives you like the, uh, like the Bruce Willis element from like die hard and like all the stuff Bruce Willis did in the eighties and nineties. And um, just the real, it's, incredibly violent not as violent as what we did last week but it's still really violent so you get a lot of that 80s 90s action movie feel too so it just works yeah i mean and you know we're going to talk about this a little bit later but our love fest for keanu reeves makes it all that better oh yeah Uh, as soon as we get done with this first category we're going to go into some of the talking points i have written down so 
let's just go ahead and wrap up the tale of the tape here real quick. Um, this movie was released on February the 10th, 2017. And funny story about that. This is uh, this movie here uh, solidified why I love my wife so much. Uh, for Valentine's Day, her and I decided we're going to go out to eat. We ate at a really nice restaurant. And we decided, let's go see a movie after that. And I think it was the second Fifty, sh- the Fifty Shades of Grey, whatever the fuck it's called. And I'm. Um, this movie sucks, but it's about sex, so everybody's gonna buy into it. Right. So I was under the impression that's what we were gonna see. So we get to the box office, and I told her, I said, uh, Fifty Shades starts in like twenty minutes. She says, "Well, we're not seeing that. We're gonna see John Wick too." What a choice. And I just was like, you know what? This is the woman I was meant to be with. <laughs> and that's why the second baby happened. That's right. Um, so getting out of the sentimentality, uh, this movie stars Keanu Reeves, Ian McShane, Common, Ricardo Scarmarcio. I hope I pronounced that right. If you're listening, I doubt it. But if you are, I'm sorry I mispronounced your name. Ruby Rose and Lawrence Fishburne. Directed by Chad... Strahelski. Uh, This has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 89% from critics and 85% from audiences. Uh, Did $175 million on a $40 million budget. And it's currently not streaming on any service right now. So if you want to watch this, you have to rent it or buy it on iTunes, Vudu, Fandango. Or just go rent it from your local library for free. Hmm. It's a good idea. Yeah. I never think about that. You know, I didn't either until I drove past the library the other day. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if they still rent, rent movies for free. And I'm sure they do. <laughs> well, you know, since we don't live in the same city anymore, I keep forgetting that there is a library. I forget that libraries exist. <laughs> well, it's because everything is on the palm of your hand now. You can just, like, get on your phone and look up something now, which is a shame. Yeah. You don't have to work for, to get anything anymore. Back in my day. Back in my day, we used to have to read books to learn information. We didn't have that damn Google machine. I had to walk 20 miles uphill both ways to go to the library. I had to carry books. I had to set up camp to get home because it took two days to get home. (laughs) I had to sleep in a bear carcass to keep warm at night. (laughs) Shit, I I didn't know there was bears there. I had to fight a, a pack of wolves. Man, yeah. these uh these stories from the the nineteen nineties are fucking brutal. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't remember doing it either. Uh, we're getting sidetracked here. I'm I apologize, gang, but I'm just so excited to have Lucas back. So, dude, I'm excited we're to gonna, be back. We're gonna riff a little bit. Um, one of the things that I uh, was reading about John Wick is uh, John Wick was kind of a modest hit at the box office. It wasn't like a super huge movie, but this movie kind of had the Austin Powers type uh, climb, basically. Like, it's kind of a modest hit, but everybody discovered it on uh, home video, whether they rented it on iTunes or bought the DVD. And then it became pretty big after that. And then, of course, now you got two sequels, and then there's a third one coming out. Is it supposed to be later this year, or is it early next year? Uh, I know it was originally this year, but, you know, COVID kind of kind of ruin everything so it's it's i don't know i'll look it up while you uh well i i know originally it was supposed to come out the same day as the fourth matrix movie because i even told we were talking about you know what are we gonna do fuck we're gonna do a matinee yeah we're we're just gonna gonna see both of them yeah like problem solved but like austin powers uh this is one of the movies that seems to be the sequels seem to be a better than the original at least i think i don't know what you think but yeah um, I did. F- sorry, I found the release date, uh, May twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. Okay, so next year, not even a full calendar year, gang. Something to look forward to. It's good news for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now we don't have to spend all day at the movie theater. We can see The Matrix in December, John Wick in May. Deal. Deal. Thanks, COVID. I guess. 
Actually, I would have been cool with spending all day at the movie theater. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, to I'm not going to bullshit people either. I would have too. But uh, yeah, Actually, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I miss those. You remember those days where you would, you would do a matinee? Oh, yeah. Well, I still do it from time to time. I mean, I have a kid, so I can't. It's like, hey, son, do you want to go see Jurassic World at 1030 at night? I can't do, do that. So I have to sometimes see if he wants to go see it at 2. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is like one of the movies that the uh, sequels, both sequels, I think, are better than the original. I mean, I don't know what you think. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen three. And, you know, we were actually talking about how John Wick seems like invincible in three. He kind of seems invincible in, in this one as well. So I'm not so sure that it's any more hokey, the third one. So looking at it from that perspective, I think you're probably right. They are both better. Although I really, I mean, it's it's hard to pick a bad one. Mm-hmm. I don't think either any of the three are bad at all. Oh no, all three are like really awesome. But like I was telling you that with the sequels, they seem to expand on the universe more. Like mm-hmm. like I said, John Wick, the first one just seems to be like strictly just a guy is seeking revenge and he extracts revenge. End of the movie. This one here, I mean, like he accomplishes said mission he wants out you're getting shit with like a guy coming up to him like he has to cash in a marker which i think for our show we need to come up with that system like the marker system oh yeah so yeah like as an example i don't know like six months down the road you just give me this chip and say hey we're doing not another teen movie Okay. And like, I hate, I, I'm not a fan of that movie, but I have to do it because you're cashing in the marker. Well, if you don't, then I have to put a bounty on you. We haven't hammered out the details yet, <laughs> but, but we may not go that far. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. We should look into the marker system, but you've got, uh, you get more into the continental, which, um, as I was watching this, I was thinking like, do they just let normal people, stay at the continental like you and I could we can save up enough money and stay there or is this just just strictly an assassin hotel I you know I bet that you know somebody came in off the street they'd probably tell them the rooms are full yeah so it's probably like an assassin the only thing yeah it looks really nice though like I would stay there it's a beautiful hotel all uh the how many is there there's at least two yeah there's one in Rome and then there's one in New York yeah that we know of, but maybe we'll get into that in four. Like, hey, there's a whole chain of them. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, there's one in Dallas, Texas. There's <laughs> one in, uh, I don't know, Cedar Rapids. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Guadalajara. <laughs> but, I mean, like, yeah, but, like, you get the continental stuff. You get the Bowery King and like, I, you know, when you're talking about the Continental, you're thinking high class and then you get to meet like the guys that pose as homeless people and, you know, like they basically they're set up in a factory. So you kind of get like the underbelly of assassins too. Mm-hmm. So you're getting into this whole world like, okay, who's the Bowery King and who are these guys? So you kind of get a glimpse into that world too. So. I don't know, like, I just think it's like you've opened up this whole universe in the second one, and it kind of expands on it in the third, so I kind of like that, too. Yeah, and I'm actually starting to believe that uh, maybe uh, some of this uh, underground and the Continental may exist because the gun violence in New York City is outrageous right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe it is. Maybe maybe John Wick's a real person. and Maybe. I don't want to meet him, but... Because if I do, that means that I fucked up. The last talking point that I have, you and I have discussed this many a times when we used to work together. Where would you rank Keanu Reeves in the, if you were to rank the greatest action stars of all time? Now, if you, I know Arnold is usually most people's number one or number two. Stallone is usually number one or number two. You have Van Damme. You have Seagal. Statham has a claim. But Keanu Reeves has a pretty, pretty solid case to be 
the greatest action star of all time. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I want to hear what you have to say first. Well, um, he's got some of my favorite action movies of all time, for sure. Um, one that you and I both agree is one of our favorites, Speed. Oh, dude, love, love Speed. And that's going to be a future episode at some point. That's definitely one that I could watch no matter what's going on. Um, it's, you know, it's really hard to argue with him not being at least the top three because you got John Wick, you've got Speed, um, you got The Matrix, you've got, God, you've got so many movies. You got, um, Point Break. Okay, I was going to say, please don't leave out Point Break because that's one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. No, I was getting to it. I was trying to, uh, I'm like scrolling through his movies, trying to, uh, you know, I think pick up just, a few more. just on those four alone, he has a stake in the top three. Yeah. I, I have under the belief that I think he's the greatest action star in movie history. And the reason I say that is the fact that he has established himself at two major action franchises, John Wick and The Matrix, even though The Matrix 3 sucks. But that's for a different episode. Yeah. Um, Speed is an iconic action movie of the 90s. I think it's probably one of the top ten of all time. I love Speed. It's probably the best of the, the die-hard-on-a-blank movies. Mm-hmm. And then Point Break is an underrated gem. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that haven't seen Point Break, but that's peak Patrick Swayze. That's Swayze at his absolute best. Young Keanu, you got Gary Busey, uh, Catherine Bigelow before she became an acclaimed director. Point yeah, Break. Yeah, you you actually introduced me to Point Break um, a couple years ago because mm-hmm. you couldn't believe I hadn't seen it, and yeah, it's it's pretty fantastic. Oh. Point Break is great. Gary Busey, like right before, he's like on the tip, (laughs) the precipice of being crazy. He's not quite there yet, but you know, like, it's just going to take one little event to send him over the edge. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I feel like Gary Busey is always kind of, he was just always off his rocker just a little bit, and then now he's just batshit crazy. Yeah, but like, I think... I would put Keanu Reeves atop of that action movie mountain. I don't know. You said the top three. Who would you put above him? Uh, maybe Arnold. Um, possibly. Possibly also. Uh, maybe Bruce Willis. But that's just my own. You know, just because Die Hard is so great. Yeah, and Die I Hard love, is great. I love Die Hard one through four. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, five doesn't exist to me. That movie fucking sucks. It doesn't exist to anybody. I don't even think shouldn't. Bruce Willis even, I think Bruce Willis thinks that the, uh, the battery commercial that's out now is die hard five. <laughs> Could be. Um, I would, I put him at the top and I put Stallone. I put Schwarzenegger two and Stallone three. I mean, it, you could shuffle it anyway, really, but I, it's hard to argue with Keanu. I mean, the top three are really interchangeable. Yeah, I mean, I'd give Stallone. Stallone has Rocky and Rambo. Those mm. are two movie, iconic movie characters. Schwarzenegger had the Terminator, but then he had that great run from, like, essentially Terminator through, I would say, True Lies, where he was pretty much the biggest star in the world. And then Man, I love that, fucking True Lies. Yeah, that movie's so awesome. It is not. It it hasn't aged well. There's a lot of things that there's problems with. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, but I I think just with Point Break, The Matrix, Speed, and John Wick, I I would put Keanu at the top of that list. And and you know it's like I said, it's hard to argue that. And there's nothing wrong with him Mm-mm. being the number one because he's fucking awesome. Uh, I would love to hear some feedback on this. Uh, maybe we'll put a, a question up on the socials. Like asking you to rank the the best action movie stars of all time. Um, if there were a Royal Rumble, I think John Wick or Keanu would win, just based <laughs> on that pedigree. I know John Wick would. Uh, yeah, John Wick would kill everybody. All right. Well, hey, are are you ready to dip into some categories? 
Yes, sir. Let's do this. All right. Um, we're going to start out a little differently this time just because uh, we usually go into research corner. But uh, I think with the research corner for this one kind of ties into the best scenes. So I think mm -hmm. maybe we'll do the best scene first and then we'll save the research stuff for last. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. So the I Drink Your Milkshake Award for the best scene of the movie. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. I have five. It was really tough for me to narrow this down to five. But um, I have the opening car chase sequence where mm -hmm. John Wick gets his car back. Uh, you get some really great Peter Stormar, who's uh, Tarasov's brother. Um, and even, like, you just kind of get a quick reminder, like, how fucking scary John Wick is in the, in the underworld of criminals. Like, they're telling stories. And even Stormar says that, like, the stuff that uh, his henchman that comes into his office... He even says, like, some of that stuff's watered down. So it's, like, it's even worse than he's been told. Yeah. And you can see the fear just, you know, when you have this Russian, like, mafia boss kind of shaking in his boots because John Wick could potentially come there and well, just, even, just take down the whole fucking thing. You even know? the phone call, he just, John Wick calls and says, you have my car. And, like, you just see the fear in his eyes, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah and I, I just love the fact that they call him the boogeyman you don't yeah get too that's much a of, really cool nickname you don't get too much of that in this one but the fact that he's called the boogeyman is just like fuck that's so awesome baba yaga yeah um the only thing i don't like about that scene is uh seeing that awesome car get destroyed yeah the whole reason he fucking <laughs> went there and it gets fucking destroyed yeah it's just like oh man like each time that car gets rammed it's just it's cringeworthy. But it's all right. John Leguizamo can fix it. Yeah, Aurelio can fix anything. And a nice little touch is uh, after that whole sequence, you find out what movie you're watching. <laughs> yeah. They finally tell you, like, oh, hey, this is John Wick Chapter 2. <laughs> By the way, you happens. can breathe now. <laughs> yeah. Take a breath. We're going to let you know what this movie is and who's in it. Um, I like the Catacombs gunfight. After mm -hmm. uh, Gianna's been killed, uh, you get that whole thing where uh, uh, Santino has basically double-crossed him. He's like a loose end. And then you kind of get to see, like, oh, well, this is why John Wick placed these guns in certain parts of the catacombs. Like, he's expecting this. Yeah. And he just gets, like, just some awesome kills. Oh, man, that, that the fucking shotgun, when he brings that out, mm -hmm. is so violent. Oh, yeah. Like, when he starts shooting people with that that close range, like God, yeah, and then it leads into that really good. Uh, it's not as good as uh, a scene later on, but uh, the fight with him and Common, where they end up mm -hmm. at the Continental, and then you get to find out like, hey, you can't be doing that in the Continental. Yeah, and then you even get that really cool line where uh, basically uh, Common. Cassian tells him that he is, I promise uh, I'm going to make your death quick as a professional courtesy. And then, like, John Wick tells him he's going to do the same. I thought that was really cool. Man, imagine having the fucking balls like, yeah, you know, I'm going to kill you. I mean, I'm going to try to do it in a nice way, but I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And the other guy's just like, no, okay, well, I'm going to try to kill you in a nice way too, bud. That's the thing with this movie. Like, these assassins are classy people. Like, they have rules, and there's, like, a certain way to do things. It's just like, that's that's pretty awesome. I can respect that. Well, as uh, the, the character's name is, is slipping from, I think, is it Winston? Winston, yeah. Uh, Ian McShane. Yeah, he says, uh, without rules, we're just animals. Mm -hmm. so. Which, have I ever told you that there's, like, two actors... Well, no, three that I would pay money for them to read, like basically be my voicemail message when you called me, and Ian McShane would be one of them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's just like, he's the classy British actor that, like, I just, he just has that cool voice, and, like, you know, he means business. I don't know why. Yeah. It's like, I want that guy <laughs> to read my voicemail message. I'll spare you the Ian McShane impression because I can't do one. Yeah, I thought about it for a second. I was I was this close to fucking doing it. You I know gonna, my impressions are ass. I was going to try it, and then I was like, you know what, no. Not going to do it. 
Um, have I told you how much I like a montage? I, I believe you mentioned it a time or two. Well, the third scene that I have is the John, I call it the John Wick bounty montage where basically like he just, he's running the gauntlet of all these assassins trying to kill him after Santino puts the bounty on him. Mm-hmm. That uh, fight with that fat Chinese dude is fucking brutal. Yeah. Or Japan. I think he's Japanese. Sorry. And then like you even, it cuts into that scene where uh, Santino and Winston are in the, uh, they're talking about like what Santino has done. He's basically said like, Hey, they're talking about the bounties put on his head. And then, uh, Ian McShane delivers that really cool line, which may or may not be in best line of the movie later on. And then, uh, that ends up being, uh, the second fight with Cassian in the subway, which I've never seen that in the movie before, but they're just kind of like, it's like two friends that are like, just kind of like play shooting at each other, but they're actually shooting at each other in the, like that subway and just like they're shooting one and then they hide the gun and then like the other one will shoot. You know, I was thinking when I was watching that, uh, since John wick is such a good shot, I was thinking that, you know, maybe Cassian was trying to kill him, but I don't think John wick was actually trying to kill Cassian because he was intentionally, it almost looked like he was intentionally shooting those poles mm-hmm. right by him. Like he didn't really want to kill him. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. That or maybe he was just waiting to like take care of him in the the subway. Yeah, could be. Which I never noticed until today. There's like five or six people in that subway car watching that fight go down, like not even blinking an eye. They're just like, oh, two guys fighting in this car. Cool, I'm gonna sit down and watch this. Ah, fuck it. It's New York City, you know. Because I mean, like you see like most action movies, there's like something happens in a subway car. You see people screaming, running out of the cars. No, there's just five or six random people just sitting there like, okay, cool. Somebody bust out their phone, world star. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, cool, knife fight. Let's sit down and watch this. Best part of my day. Um, The fourth scene that I have is the introduction of the Bowery King, which I love this just because you kind of get to see a different uh, society of assassins like the uh, the people that frequent the Continental, even John Wick, they look like they're well-to-do. Like, they wear, like, tailored suits. They stay in high-class mm-hmm. hotels. They carry on gold coins that they use as, like, currency. And now you've got the other side, which you've got guys, like, kind of begging for money in subways. Uh, they live in a hotel. They communicate via carrier pigeon. Which is really cool. It is. Very cool. Um, and I just love the scene because it's just like Lawrence Fishburne is just fucking cranked to 11 in this. Like he's just yeah. going for it, just chewing scenery left and right. And the coolest part is you get a uh, Matrix reunion between him and Keanu. I just, I yeah. thought that was so cool. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about this. I, <laughs> you were talking about this before we started. Uh, how good is their chemistry, Keanu oh, and Lawrence Fantastic. Fishburne? Fantastic. These guys are that, meant to be on film together. Yeah, I think they should do more together. <clears throat> and if I don't, I don't know if uh, Lawrence Fishburne is going to be in the new Ma- or John Wick movie. I know he's in the Matrix, the fourth Matrix. Well, that's good. Yeah, I don't. I does, I thought his doesn't his character die in the third one? Uh, you know, like you, I haven't seen John Wick three in quite a while. It seems like whenever I'm I see John Wick on TV, it's I always see one or two. Yeah, I, I'm. If I remember correctly, I feel like his character gets killed. Well, I'm going to look that up as I'm talking about the last scene. All right. Uh, I hope we don't spoil this because I, uh, John Wick three came out two years ago, so I don't know if we've hit that that statute of limitations on spoilers or not. I mean, eh, I feel like two years is quite a bit. You've had plenty of time to see it. Um, the last scene that I have is the uh, Santino's death where John Wick basically just, he's kind of being the arrogant asshole gangster that thinks nothing's going to happen to him. He's talking about the duck fat with the fries, and then John Wick just shoots him in the head in the Continental. And then it's the uh, where John Wick gets excommunicado. I, just, I really like when you see, like, like scenes where like okay like this guy's on his own now he has nothing 
Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I think that that's probably one of the better sequel setups. Like the minute they set that up, like okay, there's going to be a John Wick three. Yeah, and you see all the all the phones ringing around him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just John Wick and his dog. Mm-hmm. I'm still yeah, wondering I, how he like did he walk or did he find some means to get back to his where he was going. I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you have any you want to add before? Um, yeah. So I I had some similar scenes to you. Um, like I had the opening uh, car scene because I mean that's really excellent. Um, the another scene though that I had that was different was when he was refusing the marker. Mm-hmm. Um, and his house gets burned down. Just the just the look on his face when he is looking at his house burning mm-hmm. is just like, oh, John Wick's going to fuck you up. Yeah. You fucked up. Um, another scene that I actually thought was really, really crazy good and just like it showed John Wick's humanity and showed how much he really just didn't want to get back in the game. He just wanted to retire was when he enters the room to kill Gianna. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, she she decides that she's going to take herself out. Um, it shows his compassion and humanity. And because, he's, you know, she said, I thought we were friends. And he said, we are. So mm-hmm. I thought that was actually a really cool scene. Yeah, I, I there was a couple scenes that I really wanted to add. But I just we I always keep it to five. So do you have anything else you want to add before? Um, and then the museum mirrors fight scene. That was really uh, cool too. Yeah. You actually let me have that one cause you had it on your list originally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that one, I mean, we've all been in a maze of mirrors, I think. And it's just like, how the fuck do you, how do you tell where everybody is? And mm-hmm. that'd be a really tense gun fighting scene, you know? Right. Um, and that is the ones that I wanted to add. Okay. Um, so who wins this one? Uh, for best scene, um, I'm gonna go with the catacombs. Yeah, that would be mine too. Even like leading up to that, like I've noticed in like the, at least the first two John Wick movies, they have like they always have the techno music in like a club setting, mm-hmm. and him just killing people. I always thought that was really cool. So you even get that with like the singer, and then like that leading into that whole catacomb sequence I, that would be my winner too if i were watching that on tv and i seen that like if i had like an important dinner or like i had to be somewhere and that scene was on like okay i'm going to be late to this because that sequence is a good half an hour yeah and it's just it's just so good it's, it's just, violent as fuck but yeah. it's so good yeah you get like awesome kills john wick just like showing you how he handles the steel yeah that would be my winner too. Hey, look at that. Like it's like we didn't even miss a beat. We're already agreeing on stuff. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you did that because I would have sounded like shit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. The next uh category is the uh King Kong ain't got shit on me award for best quote. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I had trouble picking out. I had two that were certain, and then the rest of them, like, I don't know. It was kind of a struggle for me. Um, first one I have is the, somebody please get this man a gun. Yeah. From the Bowery. That line. was awesome. Yeah. Um, I also had the, uh, we talked about this when uh, Santino and Winston are talking, and basically, like, Winston's questioning, like, you didn't have to do this. But he says, you stabbed the devil in the back and forced him back into the life that he had just left. You incinerated the priest's temple, burned it to the ground. Now he's free of the marker. What do you think he'll do? He had a glimpse of the other side, and he embraced it. But you, Senor D'Antonio, took it away from him. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really I cool had that one. As, I have that as one of mine. That actually, after I was researching this and I seen that, like, you know how, like, when you have, like, emails, you can have, like, a signature? 
Yeah. It was like, oh, hey, like, from such and such, like, carpe diem, seize the day. That's mm-hmm. a good one for me. <laughs> I would seriously put that on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have Winston, tell them, tell them all. Whoever comes, whoever it is, I'll kill them. I'll kill them all. From John Wick. Mm. Yeah. Um, the knife is in your aorta. You pull it out. You will bleed and you will die. Consider this a professional courtesy. Mm-hmm. I have that as one of my lines as well. John Wick, not a man of many words in these movies, but he had two, like, those were pretty awesome. And then the last one, kind of a wild card, is when he goes to the Continental in Rome. Mm-hmm. And he runs into Julius. And he, I, I didn't put the, the Italian translation down because I didn't want to butcher it. But when he, but you translate, he asks if he's here for the Pope. Oh yeah, like <laughs> I was, I was gonna say something to you about that. How fucking crazy is it that they're all scared of this assassin so much that they think he's gonna murder the fucking Pope? Yeah, that scene's really cool too. The actor that plays him is uh, Franco Nero, who was a huge star of spaghetti westerns in uh, the '60s. Um, you might know him from, uh, he was General Esperanza in Die Hard 2. Okay. Yeah. Franco Nero. Um, do you have any you want to add to this before we award the, the winner? Uh, yeah, I had, uh, y- you talked about this earlier, and I wrote it down um, at, right at the beginning when, um, and I can't remember, the Russian guy. Uh, he's talking. Yeah, he's talking to his assistant that comes in there. Um, He said, I can assure you that the stories you hear about this man, if nothing else, have been watered down. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Yeah. like He was like, he killed somebody with a fucking pencil. Who does that? Which he does in the movie later on. Yeah, he kills two people with it. Yeah. Eat that, Joker. Um, Another one I have uh, is... uh, God, why do I, I'm so bad with these damn names of these characters, but Lawrence Fishburne. The Bowery is, King. The Bowery King, thank you. He's, uh, you know, John Wick's there asking for his help, and that's when the bounty comes through. Mm-hmm. He says, $7 million is a lot of money. It's Christmas. We're going to Applebee's after this. <laughs> I did. I love that that line, too. And I actually, that was a, a wild card. Like I was thinking about putting it in, too. I just thought it was funny. Like <laughs> Applebee's is a celebratory fucking restaurant. I'm sure for them it is. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one I have is, uh, you want a war or do you just want to give me a gun? John mm. Wick says that to the Bowery King. Yeah. Well, he even gives him, like, I even like the line, like, seven bullets for, like, basically gave him a bullet for each million dollars that he was worth. Mm-hmm. I like that, too. Yeah. Um. For me, I want to give this to the somebody please get this man a gun. Like that's the line I always think of when I think of this movie. Um, for me, it's uh, consider this a professional courtesy. Yeah, I can see that one too. So we. So split I don't. Them. I don't know if we're gonna come to a a winner here. Well, all right. We'll just since you're back, we'll just we'll call it a tie. Sounds good to me. All right, but since I didn't miss any episodes because of baby. Somebody oh get this man! man a gun. Yeah, you had what to go. What a dick I am! <laughs> yeah, I just had to go and fuck shit up by having a kid. Fuck but, shit up by fucking. Yep. Just thinking about yourself. <laughs> All right, well, we'll call the split vote on that one. Um, now the next category is the uh, Lou Brown Give Him the Heater Award for best performance from a bit player bringing the heat. Um, I have four. Uh, one of these might be, or actually two of them, I don't know if they're in the movie too much, so I don't know. We'll talk about that. But uh, I had uh, Peter Stormar as Tarasov. I love Peter Stormar. He's great in just about anything he's in. You might remember him as the crazy astronaut in Armageddon. Yeah, he's which Fargo. I think he's, the, he's the high, one of the highlights of that movie. Yeah, I love Armageddon. It's a bad movie, but it's a good bad movie. I um, hate the science behind it. Because I'm a nerd like that, but other than that, oh yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, not science. If you're watching that movie to like learn something, forget it. You're barking up the wrong tree. Right. <laughs> if you want to see Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck save the world, 
It's your cup of tea. Um, I hope I don't butcher this guy's name, but Peter Serafinowitz was the sommelier. Uh, what the sommelier? He's the guy like when John Wick goes to buy the guns or get the guns oh, of the Continental. Okay, yeah. And he's like talking about like, uh, you know, describing the guns and they do the dessert thing. I thought his like five minutes is really good. Yeah, I agree. Um, now the next two guys I have, I don't know if they're in the movie too much. Uh, this one I think he might be, but I'm gonna mention him anyways. Common is Cassian. I thought it was really good. He mm-hmm. almost seems like he's John Wick's equal. Yeah. And um, he just happened to have lost the knife fight, but I think he could have easily won that just as well. Yeah. Um, then my last nominee is the one I want to give it to because he's not in the movie that much, but he's also kind of like one of the main, I guess, on the billboard. He's featured very heavily, but Lawrence Fishburne is the Bowery King. Like he, like I said, he's dialed it up to eleven, just chewing scenery left and right, and he just—you kind of want more of him after it's done. Like I would be okay if they did like a Netflix show or like a show on Hulu, just based on the Bowery King and that whole underworld. Nice little spinoff movie. Mm-hmm. Which I guess they are doing the Continental. I don't know who, what streaming service it's going to be on, but. They are doing a John Wick television show. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds just cool. based on the Continental stuff. But I'm going to give it to Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. I mean, I he's really, I think, Common is in it a little too much. Um. Well, actually, I had Common as my Lou Brown Given the Hero Award. Mm-hmm. Um. But I also have no problem giving it to Lawrence Fishburne. Um, cause I agree with everything you said. He's, and like we talked about him and Keanu just have this electric chemistry on screen and mm-hmm. he's very, he's very believable as somebody who would be <laughs> fucking doing some underground shit with some messenger pigeons. And I think his character is really cool because he survived John Wick. Yeah. John Wick gave him the opportunity to either die or live. Mm-hmm. And so... <clears throat> That that almost makes me wonder if that's why he didn't take, you know, the seven million dollars, you know, to kill John Wick if he didn't just, you know, do that because John Wick spared his life. Right. Right. Plus he has to repay him later on, so So Lawrence well, Fishburne wins this one? Yep. All right. Although that line that he says you don't want me to owe you is is one of those lines where I'm just like, Yeah, you probably don't because the other guy that he owes, he's kind of going to kill him in this movie. Right. All right. Well, we're in agreement. Lawrence Fishburne wins this one. We are in agreement. All right. Now, uh, getting into a little uh, of the Williams Somerset Research Corner. We had a review on iTunes the other day where they suggested that we add a, Mor- a Morgan Freeman voiceover for this, but I don't think he really speaks in that. Uh, seven scene where he's in the library outside of maybe one or two words. So I don't know how we're going to pull that one off. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we're smart guys. At least you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we got Adam for all the smart shit. Yeah, that's right. That's We're smart because we bring smart people in to help us out with this. That's right. Um, I pulled this first one more off of uh, the original John Wick, but uh, there's quite a... Uh, slew of big names that were considered at one point for this. Uh, Kevin Costner, Johnny (laughs) Depp, Sylvester Stallone, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jason Statham, Nicolas Cage, Kurt Russell, and Dolph Lundgren were among uh, the actors considered to play John Wick before Keanu Reeves was cast. Um, Kurt Russell would be the only one that I would even remotely think could pull it off if you're doing like a a much older one i could possibly see that although i would be very interested to see nicholas cage's take on that (laughs) i think it would be batshit crazy yeah like you know how i said earlier john wick's a man of few words like i could see nicholas cage being the complete opposite a man of way too many words 
Yeah. Um, this film takes place less than a week after the events of John Wick. Yeah, it, it seems like it picks up right away, which yeah. I like. I do too. I like that when like the sequel is like almost like continuing almost immediately after the the end of the first one. Yeah, I think that makes it flow a lot better. Yeah, not a fan of uh seven years later when they start a sequel. I mean it yeah, works. It just kinda throws you off. Yeah. Um Keanu Reeves did all of his stunts in this movie, with the exception of getting hit by a car and falling down the steps during his fight with Common. Which um, I also would not want to be hit by a car. Neither would I. And falling down the steps sucks balls. So yeah, also I also someone that. has done that. Yeah, it does. So I, you know, I'm with him on that. That's you know, good on him for skipping those two. Um, this next fun fact was uh, featured in the John Wick two bonus features on the Blu-ray. Do you want to take a wild stab on how many people were killed in this movie? Uh, I know it's over a hundred. A hundred and sixteen. That's a that's a lot of dead people. That's a lot of killing. That's that's a lot, a lot of, of like. Killing. Where the fuck are the cops? <laughs> yeah, you know the only cop you see in the like in two is when uh, his buddy, after his house gets burned down, he's talking to him and he's they're kind of doing that like that secret code, when mm-hmm. they know what happened but they don't want to acknowledge what happened. Like, oh, gas, gas leak. leak? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I know that. Is that actor on a TV? Is he on a TV show? I swear that a guy was on The Wire. Uh, I was thinking of something else. Um, I'll look it up and see if I can figure it out. But I remember him from something. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm pretty sure he's on The Wire. You know, I've never seen that. Oh, I know dude. That's- I know I that I should, but I've never seen I it. I can't brag about that show enough. Uh, HBO has put out many a great television show over the years, but that is in the top five. Really? Mm, I would actually, I'd say it's a toss-up between The Wire and The Sopranos. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the last fact that I have is uh, when they were creating the, uh, they were pitching ideas for the sequel, they had a ton of different ones, including John Wick saving his estranged daughter, which I don't really like that idea. Yeah, and when I looked up this fact, too, because I had it I had it originally, I may even have it still on there. Um, yeah, I, I can't see, like, Keanu Reeves really, besides the new uh, Bill and Ted, he really isn't much for being a parent in his movies. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think the closest thing outside of that was, uh, he was the coach in hardball. So uh, have you ever seen hardball where he's like a piece of shit gambler and he coaches the, uh, youth baseball team? No, I don't think I have. It's not bad. It's kind of like one of them sports movies, you know, like ragtag group of kids, the loser coach, it's kind of a more dramatic version of the Bad News Bears. Okay. I mean, I guess that kind of I, that kind of that uh, that style where it's uh, a loser takes on kids that like need direction, and he ends up molding them into something better than. I was going to say that's that's kind of like the the stereotypical sports movie. Yeah, basically like any sports movie that features kids. So. Um, by the way, that actor I was thinking of, um, I remember him from the newsroom. Okay, so it, was he on The Wire? Um, Thomas Sadowski, I believe is how you mm. say his name. Uh, let me see. The Wire, The Wire. Was he on The Wire? Um, I'm not seeing it here, Lloyd. Yeah, I don't see it on here. I don't on his uh, filmography. He looks like he was on The Wire. So, yeah, I didn't see it on there, but he may have been. Um, so, for my research, um, I had the opening sequence where they he's trying to get his car back. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves actually wrecked four Mustangs, four very expensive Mustangs, 
Um, and there was no stunt driver. It was it was him doing that. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure they were very excited about him fucking up four very expensive cars. That breaks my heart seeing that. That's that's rough. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I I'll take it. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. <laughs> just drive the car out of there, bud. You don't. Yeah. You don't have to fight everybody. Yeah. Uh, what else you got, buddy? Uh, Keanu Reeves trained for three and a half months for the movie, uh, and most of the training was uh, focused on him to reload extremely quickly. Mm-hmm. So when he's reloading the gun that fast, he's re actually reloading the gun that fast. Yeah. Um, he struck uh, up a real bond with the dog in the movie. Um, the dog's name was Burton, and he was a rescue. And he actually landed the job of being John Wick's dog because of his sad eyes. Really? Yep. Little dog fact, because, you know, we're dog lovers. Mm -hmm. My house and in is. The, uh, well, we both have two dogs apiece, so. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, the scene where Gianna kills herself, um, when they were writing this, uh, they had a they had a problem with trying to come up with how they wanted to do that. Um, so Keanu Reeves came up with the idea of her to kill herself. Like they didn't know how he he was going to kill her was the original idea. Um, so he suggested that she kill herself and he'd be there as almost like a support, mm -hmm. which I think. You know, like I said, it shows John Wick's humanity. It shows that he was—he didn't really want to do this, even though you know, towards the end, it seemed more like he was enjoying himself. But at the time, he really didn't want to go kill Gianna. Right? Is he had to? So. Yeah, it was either that or everybody came and killed him. Mm -hmm. So that—that that is my research. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, final category of the movie: um, Who wins the movie for you? Uh, Keanu wins the movie and he wins my heart. Yeah. Why does he win the movie? Uh, because he's everything to this movie. His, the way that Keanu comes across is just calm, but also like calculating killer. The way he delivers his, his few lines that he has. Um, shit, the training, all the stunts that he did on his own, mm -hmm. just everything that he puts into these, these movies. It's just, it's excellent. Yeah. Um, I would have to say the same. Uh, I really couldn't think of anybody else but Keanu. Um, and I actually have it down as um, his career uh, before John Wick was starting to head into direct-to-DVD territory. He really hadn't come up with anything good in quite a long time. Mm -hmm. I think the, prior to this, the last big movie he did might have been might have been The Matrix Revolutions, which wasn't a great movie. That movie was ass. But then he starts treading into, like, I think he did Street Kings, and then I think The Lake House with Sandra Bullock. I think he played a supporting role in, like, a Jack Nicholson movie. But then even, like, after this one came out, he was starting to do, like, the, the schlocky direct-to-DVD stuff. Which I'm going to reveal something about myself real quick. Go right ahead. I don't mind, like, the sappy chick flick films, so... That one, that movie he did with Sandra Bullock, I kind of liked it. I don't think I've ever seen The Lake House. It's not bad. I liked it. Uh, fun fact for you, I probably won't watch it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not exactly your cup of tea. <laughs> All right. Well, good to know. Um, but like, he was like, I've noticed with Keanu Reeves' career, like he kind of has this ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. Like he has like a lot of peaks and valleys, and. You know, like, he was kind of, he got big during Point Break, and then Speed comes out, he's a major star. He kind of has a, a kind of a, a okay run for a little while, then kind of starts to hit a dip. Then The Matrix comes out, makes him a big star again. Then after those, he kind of hits a dip. And he was at that age where a lot of actors, especially actors in the action genre, like, really – the action genre is kind of like I see that as like kind of how like Hollywood really shits on like female roles. Like once you hit a certain age, if you're a female actress, you're usually typecast for some weird reason as like a mother figure 
or a teacher or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And like with action, older action stars, they kind of get sent from like being like, okay, like Keanu had his run. We got to make way for the rock and we got to make way for Statham and we don't need Keanu. We don't need Arnold anymore. Let's put him in a comedy. Right. Or you're just starting to do stuff that like, Oh, Hey, you know, they made kickboxer six. We got Keanu Reeves to do it. Awesome. (laughs) But you know, like they start to hit that direct to DVD territory and that's where Keanu was at before these movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking back through his uh, filmography right now. The Matrix Reloaded came out in 2003, which I I know is not the best Matrix movie. Um, the original is, but The Matrix Reloaded, I think, is actually pretty good. I, I find it entertaining, yeah. The Matrix Revolutions is the one that just isn't doesn't do it for me. Um, yeah, so 2000, between 2003, uh, he, had, he did Constantine in 2005, which I've, I've never seen, but I've heard it's bad. Mm-mm. The TV show um, that they did was much better. So as far as like action movies go, um, yeah, he, he didn't have anything until John Wick in 2014. Right. And now like arguably John, the John Wick franchise is probably of the last 10 or 11 years, probably the, I'm trying to think like outside of the superhero genre, I guess mm-hmm. it's a completely different world altogether, but, I mean, I think Mad Max Fury Road would probably be the only action movie that I could think of that would, off the top of my head. Now, if I had looked, I could probably, and The Raid. I think The Raid movies came out in the 2010s. Yeah, they did. Outside of those three, which The Raid movies, I guess, are not quite as well known as Mad Max, but I think Keanu Reeves is, arguably made the best action franchise the last 10 or 12 years. Yeah. And you know, it's a big reason for it. Not just the writing, it's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now he's a big star again. I mean, there's been talk of him joining the MCU and, you know, once you're part of the MCU, you're, you're going to have some legs in the industry still. So, and you're going to have a shit ton of money, too. Yeah, and now he's revisiting The Matrix again, which I think if he hadn't been successful with John Wick, I don't really think that they would have done a fourth one. Yeah, I don't know if they would have greenlit it. Yeah, because it's like, okay, can we bank on Keanu to sell this movie? I mean, and like those movies, like I think two did better than one at the box office, but I know three was a big disappointment for Warner. But yeah, like I wouldn't have greenlit that too if Keanu was doing like shit like Knock Knock, you know. Which that movie's yeah. Yeah, but now John Wick, like he's a bankable star again. Yeah, which uh, I'm very happy about because he's he's such a good actor and he's a fucking great dude. Mm-hmm. He, you know, you read stories about all the stuff he does with his fans and stuff. He's he's just a cool dude. Yeah, like he, looking back, like he kind of don't you kind of don't really appreciate what he who he is and what he's done until like you know you think about it you know yeah so yeah Keanu wins it for me too I I really don't think there was anybody that had a shot at this outside of him like Keanu Reeves is the John Matrix series if we did one or three I could probably tell you that he would win those two awards as well Mm -hmm. so all right we're in agreements. Like that's kind of weird. We agreed on almost all the categories today. Yeah, <laughs> I've been away. I've been away too long. That must have been it. Like you know, it's like oh hey, you know, like it's like fitting that puzzle piece back together. Yeah, might take a couple, but yeah, for the most part, it's going to fit right in. So hey, I, t- I'm, I tell you, Russ, it's it's damn good to be back. I'm glad you're back too. Um, and I guess uh, next week, since you're back. Uh, we're going to do the clueless watch along next week. That's going to be the episode coming out next. Uh, as if, ew, as if, <laughs> um, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we tell them what we're doing? Uh, we got something kind of cooked up since we kind of shit the bed on the clueless one. Should we tell them what uh, we're doing the week after? 
No, I I would wait because you know what if we have another scheduling conflict. Well, I think at the end of the day, I would. I mean, it, it wouldn't be like a watch along thing where I think I just had it planned for me, you, and Adam. All right. Well, you go ahead and spill it then. All right. Well, since the following week is the day after the Fourth of July, we're gonna do Independence Day. Yeah. Another one that Lucas has requested that we do, and we're finally pulling the trigger on it. I guess it makes sense to do it right after the 4th of July. I, I think so. Yeah, so those are the next two episodes coming up. We still got some really good ones uh, coming up. Uh, we did tease an episode at the end of the month on Facebook and Instagram, so if you want to follow us on those, you can go check out what we've got coming up at the end of the month. That's going to be a really cool concept, I think. Yeah. Um, we also have, I'm doing stuff on TikTok. Um, I didn't get to do anything for RoboCop. Unfortunately, I was under the weather this past week. Uh, but I will be doing something for John Wick. I'll figure it out. I haven't figured it quite out yet. But uh, go follow us on TikTok as well. Couch Potato Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're on Facebook at Instagram, uh, Twitter. We're on TikTok now uh, at Couch Potato Podcast. You can email us at Couch Potato Podcast at uh, gmail.com. So if you want to let us know what we're doing, awesome. Uh, any show ideas? Uh, want to let Lucas know that you're glad he's back. Uh, whether you want to let him know, like, hey, we wish you would have stayed away. <laughs> Whatever. So much better than you. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, feel free to contact us on any of the socials. We'd love to hear from you guys, uh, interact with you. Uh, that would be awesome. Kind of get some feedback. We did get, uh, you weren't, uh, I don't think I told you, but, uh, for the indie episode, uh, we kind of made a mistake on, uh, uh, one of the actors and we had somebody call us out on it. So yeah, I mean, even if we make a mistake like that, uh, we'd love to hear from you so we can, Acknowledge it so we can do better. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, we're not it. perfect. Nope, we just sound like it. <laughs> that's that's a great way to end this episode. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hit us up on the socials or email. We'd love to hear from you. So until next Monday, we will talk at you guys then. Bye everybody. Deuces. Yeah.